What you are about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host, Tony, as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, it's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hi, everyone. I'm Dan Wendell, and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show. Today, we're going to be talking about spending in retirement. There's a lot of people that are looking to retire, and they wonder, will my spending go up? Will my spending go down? What's What should I be thinking about? In fact, when I help people retire, which is what I do mostly every day, one of the most difficult questions I ask them is, what are you planning to spend when you retire? And the problem is, Some people know exactly what they spend every day. Some people have no idea, but rarely do people truly understand what they're going to be doing in retirement because they've never done it before. Speaking of somebody that's never retired before, let's get him in here. There he is. Tony Shores in the house and his microphone's muted, which is great. So the listeners, (laughs) well, no, I was just, that was a, that was a purposeful pause really let the, I wanted to let the show breathe a little bit, make sure you'd finished fully your introduction. I was waiting for more praise and acc- accolades. I was mm, just like, yeah, you're not re- yet. You're not yet retired, Tony. That's what I mm-hmm. said. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you know anything about spending retirement because you don't, you're not there, but I have a feeling you have some rules of thumb that you've heard. And I do want to talk about that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Now, notice my background. To the viewers, they could see, and to the listeners, they're like, what are you talking about, my background? I have. Tony, do you know what this is? You know. Yes. It's a cash register. He's got all this. It's an old-timey. That's that's like 1800s, probably, or early 1900s, I would Mm -hmm. say. That was when, uh, what is that, over here? Uh, That was when 80... 80 bucks or 90 bucks was quite a lot back then. Um, Yeah, so it's a cash register. We're going to be talking about spending. I thought it would be appropriate to put an old cash register on, but you don't see these anymore. In fact, everything's swiped with the card now. It's all electronic touch. Here's the question I have for you to start off, Tony. Okay. Does spending go down as you age? Um. I would say yes until you get to a certain point in retirement where you need health care. Now, when I tell when I tell the listeners that I didn't coach Tony on this one, I I'm being disingenuous because he's starting to absorb over the years all the because he got that one right. He got that one right. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, spoiler alert. Um <laughs> Wow, Tony, you hit you it. You were right thinking I'd get that one wrong, didn't you? Because there was there was a it's a yes or no question. And you yeah. you decided to take the middle road, which is what I always do. You're catching yes. on. You're catching yes. on and uh, disturbing. Because me. the so, answer is always it depends. <laughs> it's true. Right? I mean, isn't it's that true. always but I mean, come on, healthcare. I mean, if you need long term care, you've never spent money like that in your life. I mean, ten grand a month. Yeah, That's, we just did a show recently on long term care costs. Yeah. And how Minnesota is number one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Spendy here. Yeah. So I'm going to reference another report, Tony. We've not seen this before. This is the Guide to Retirement 2022 JP Morgan Asset Management. The link is here for the viewers. But if you Google Guide to Retirement 2022 JP Asset 
JP Morgan Asset Management, you'll find this report. It's really quite good. I'm going to share my screen in a moment and uh, go through some of the key slides that I like. But um, have you ever heard of a rule of thumb about spending in retirement, Tony, over the years? I may have mentioned it. Um, I think the the rule of thumb, well, I've heard the rule of thumb about how much you'll need in retirement. You'll need 70% of your pre-retirement income or, oh, it's now it's 80. I, okay. Well, no, I, I think the rule of thumb was 80, but you're right. There's that rule of thumb. Okay. You're going to retire. Uh, I'm 65. Say, I'm going to go on Medicare. I'm going to retire. Dan, I spend a hundred thousand. What am I going to spend in retirement? And the rule of thumb has always been 80%. So you're going to spend 80,000 in retirement. The problem is, I don't know if it's accurate. I well, mean, it's first like all of all, rule of thumbs. First of all, rules of thumb, the, the difference between the, the week you're working and the next week when you've stopped working and it's your first week of retirement, you're going to take a 20% pay cut instantly. That's got to hurt. Well, you got to think of it this way, Tony. One of the reasons why you see your spending go down, well, I don't know if it's called spending, but your savings goes down because right now a lot of people contribute a percentage of their income to their retirement plan. Sure. So when you stop with the income, that spending goes down too, in a way, because it's not spending, it's saving because you don't see it in your paycheck. It can almost right. be classified as spending, spending on your, sure. on your retirement. Um, but I think this rule of thumb needs to be um, needs to be addressed. So what I want to do is I want to see if I can share my screen for the viewers to talk. And I'm going to reference this again, the JP Morgan Asset Management um, study um, before I, I share it, because I'm I'm constant, I'm looking for it. Now. I actually um, picked a few slides from it. Just just a few. Um before I share it, I want to I want to say that um, there is no right answer. So Tony, um, you know my tricks, but you're right. I often <laughs> say, "Hey, the you know what's the answer? It depends." And in this case, it really does. So we're going to use some generalities from this, and um, let's see if I can if I can bring this up. No, I can't seem sure. to bring it up for whatever reason. Um, let me try something different here. Um, ah, technology. Yeah. Technology. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it. I'm, you know, I, you figure by now I'd figure this, this out, but they constantly make changes to it. Okay. Here we go. So income replacement. Do you see that Tony? Yep. I see it. Okay. Income replacement by house income replacement needs vary by household income. Ah, okay. Okay. So I want you to focus on this top line here that starts at 98% and works its way down to 72. Do you see that? Yeah. That top line above the bar chart, the bar chart. So what we're looking at is it shows you different income levels. So you have, it starts at $30,000 pre-retirement income all the way up to 300,000 pre-retirement income. And what the top bar, the top line says, what percentage of that income do you need in retirement? What percentage of your income do you need to replace? And if you're, and what this says is if you're making 30,000, 
you need 98% of that income in retirement. Oh, wow. Okay. I see. But if you're making 300,000, you only need 72% of your income. So what you could see is the more money you make, the less you'll need to replace on a percentage basis, not a dollar basis. So this rule of thumb about 80% of your retirement income you need to replace, that doesn't seem to match up with the data until you're making $150,000, which is well above what the average retiree makes, even a, a retired see. family, right? Right. So the, the chart shows, you know, Social Security as a percentage of your income. Um, that first gray bar, which you could see at the top, talks mm -hmm. about changes in expenditures, taxes, and pre-retirement savings. That's what I was talking about. As you retire, your taxes theoretically go down, and the amount you're saving into retirement goes down to zero, basically, for a lot of people. So that sure. um, that that piece of money leaving you for taxes and savings is gone. Yeah, But you still see that's only a small portion for people making $30,000. Mm -hmm. So the amount they have to make up from private sources increases and that increases over time. The more money you make, the less you're going to get from social security. That makes sense. But I think it's important to note here. This top bar is what I want to say is, you know, if, if you're making 70,000, you still need 92% of your income. If you're wow. making a hundred thousand, you need 86. So this 80% rule, I'm not, I was, it. I was actually closer to correct. As far as your income, Dan, you would be closer to only needing 70%. Yeah, right. Don't yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you've forgotten like you, I have three children and mine are not yet in college. So yeah, right. Right. Um, so uh, when does, um, this 80% rule change? Well, that's, that's the question. It depends on how much you're making. Now, let's talk about when spending actually slows down. And this is what you were talking about. You've referenced this before, Tony, the active go-go phase, the slow-go, and the no-go. Can you see yep. this chart on here? Hey, there's a chart that has that on it. Yeah, this is from... They, I always JP thought Morgan. I made that up, but yeah, I guess right. not. See? <laughs> Copyright case. Here we go, yeah. lawyers. Yeah. This is JP Morgan Asset Management actually references the Pros Prosperous Retirement Guide uh, Prosperous Retirement Guide to the New Reality by Michael Stein from 1998. He oh, came wow. up with this, right? So you got active phase, go, go. And that is, this is retirement now. Um, 65 to 75 is your go, go phase. 75 to 85 is your slow go phase. And then 85 and older is your no go phase. Yeah. So you see what happens. They show um, in in his theory your spending gets reduced when you hit 75. Sure. It makes sense though, right? Yeah. If you think about no, it. No, the, the, yeah, I've always heard that that middle period, the slow go years are where you spend the least um, because of healthcare in that last final phase. Right. So the no go phase is like, well, why am I spending more? That's because of that long-term care healthcare goes up. Yeah. So those now, are expenses you that you don't that, normally you know, have. Yeah, if you could somehow remain healthy or be my grandpa Bob, right. uh, it, you'd follow the blue chart there and it would keep going down. But unfortunately for most, it's going to skyrocket there like the little purple area shows because uh, for our for our audio listeners, sorry about this, but yeah, um, it, we're looking at showing, a chart. 
Right. And it's showing a, a 20 to 30% reduction in spending starting at age 75 and working its way yeah. down to 85. And that's when there's a potential huge bump back up because of healthcare and long-term care. Yeah. So I, I wanted to show this slide, not only because it's pretty good to show you how some people can see the different phases of spending, but also because to show you that you didn't make that up, Tony, you didn't build that. That was <laughs> right. someone else's. Okay. Now here's another chart. Again, this is great for the listeners, right? They get to sure. They're learning a lot. Here. <laughs> Average annual household spending by age. Now, I want to put a caveat in here. If you look at the fine print there, it says households with investable wealth of 1 million to 3 million. Okay. So these are going to be above average households when it comes to their net worth. Although um, a lot of people have housing wealth, you know, equity. So a million dollars is not what it used to be, right? Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Okay. So if not you that look, I'm anywhere near having that, but yes, it's not what it used to be. <laughs> Again, kids. <laughs> I did a show. I'll put that up here on why, if you want to retire rich, don't have children. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> we did a show on that. Um, okay. So if you look at this chart, Tony, it shows you ages 45 all the way to age 95. And again, you see a similar chart. It looks like people are spending the most when they're in their 50s. Age 50 to 54 is when you spend the most. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. I mean, you're in, you're in this range, Tony, you're in this range. Do you feel like you've peaked in spending or has your spending slowed down? It has not slowed down. <laughs> again, kids, again, kids. No, yeah. um, but you can see this, like the most spending is done in your fifties and then you see it taper off in your sixties. 70s and then it bottoms out at about 80s early 80s and then it starts creeping up again and this chart shows you a nice colored where um different categories of spending and you could see that in the 80 when it starts to creep back up again uh what's creeping up housing so that's going to be long-term care potentially housing mm. and you see health care creep up yeah um and you see transportation creep you know, start to go down. Um, everything seems to go down, including food and beverage as you age. Yep. Um, why is that? Um, housing doesn't seem to go down too much. That kind of stays level, but healthcare younger, ever increases. Yeah. The healthcare younger you the are, one. the more you want to go out and do things and eat out. And yeah, I, I see that. Right. Yeah. So they're saying um, the annual household spending is peaks at about 114,000. And then it, hits the bottom at 77,000 when you hit age 80 and then it creeps back up again. So again, there's this chart. Here's another one, Tony changes in spending versus partially and fully retired households. So again, um, these are people that have a lot of wealth between 1 million and 3 million, but it shows you the same type of thing for people that are ages 60. Now, now we've narrowed the timeline here, 60 to 95. And it, it just narrows in and focuses. And when you hit your 80s, that's when most people bottom out with their spending. Yeah. Yep. So does does this does this um is this a reality for my clients? Um, does it slow down at age 75? Is that the number? Now, I think for the silent generation, this shifted maybe five years sooner, meaning mm. it slowed down at 70 because life expectancies are higher. So people that are 
in at 65 right now. When my grandmother turned 65, I guess that would have been in the 80s. You know, that was big, right? That was like, wow, yeah. 65. Oh my goodness, yeah. you're ancient. <laughs> yeah. Right. Again, I had a skewed perspective because I was mm-hmm. young. Yeah. But even now, someone hitting 65, I don't view them as ancient. In fact, as ancient, most of my clients are early 60s and they are fit. A lot of them are more fit than I am. They're very active and it's a different lifestyle now. I think 75 seems to be the point where people start to slow down in my general guidance. And the data is showing that. Yeah. Um, For me, it was age 40. That's when I really started to slow down and right physically you're talking <laughs> right mentally you're sharp as a tack tony Don't oh yeah tell you oh yeah <laughs> sharp as a tack <laughs> so again if spending is going to decrease with age which a lot of people say it does does it creep back up again yes early 80s now another caveat here is what i say a lot of my clients they see they say it, this chart shows a steady decline once you retire. And I disagree with that. I often see a flat line or an increase in the early years of retirement. I see people retire and do the things that they were holding off on doing. Mm-hmm. They do the trips, they renovate the house, they buy the car. It's a big expense right after retirement. Yeah. And um, I think that's more of a reality for people. The problem is a lot of people want to do that. They want to do that retirement type party. They want to go, say they retire at 65. They want to spend the next five years doing all those cool things because they feel like I'm young enough. I'm healthy. Let's get it done. Let's travel. Right. So I think that the chart is wrong. Again, this is averages. So you got to factor in everybody. But I think the chart is a little wrong compared to at least my clientele. My clientele, it goes up after retirement, much to the surprise of many, and then it starts to taper down. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, I think when people first retire, that's when they're they're going for it and they're going to spend more because they're going to do things that they didn't do while they were working that cost money, like travel. Exactly, exactly. And and very important piece of creating a retirement income plan is factoring in that increased spending early because that really does hurt when it comes to what's known as sequence risk. I'll put the video up here. We've done shows on sequence risk. And if you're thinking to yourself, Dan, you're making sense to me. I do want to spend early in my retirement. The big new worry and fear when it comes to financial will be sequence risk. And you'll probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but it's very important to factor it in. And basically in a nutshell, it means if you're going to spend early in retirement, that's okay. But you have to be wary of the stock market crashing during that early spending because you're going to fundamentally potentially be pulling out assets as it's coming down, which can hurt you in the long run. So you have to be very strategic about spending early. You don't just want to do it willy nilly because you could really destroy your retirement. Quickly deplete your retirement funds a a lot faster than you plan on it because of market volatility which we've seen a lot so you do have to be careful but that's you're illustrating a point that right there is why it's so important for people to work with a financial services professional like yourself and if somebody's watching this or listening to this podcast they need to 
uh, pick up the phone and give you a call because you'll meet with them once or twice and there's no cost or obligation for that and go over where they're at and where they need to be. And then, you know, if they like you, you like them and you show them how you could help them uh, avoid the sequence of return risks, hedge against inflation, rising mm-hmm. prices and market volatility, then they might say, oh, wow, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to be able to uh be a lot more sound in retirement if I work with a financial services professional, or they might say, I'm just fine. Or you might tell them, Hey, this is, you're doing good. So I think it's important though, uh, to get that second opinion on where you're at uh, from a professional. And early because yes, like we all know that it vote early and vote often. If you, if you save early, like when you're in your twenties, it helps you in later. If you spend smartly in early part of retirement, or I should say this, if you spend incorrectly in early retirement, that could be a hugely detrimental compounding yes. effect later. And I'm not saying not to spend. I'm right. saying you have to be smart about it. And not just smart spending, smart investing early because you got to make sure there you're you not. Go. And I, later yeah. in this report, and I'm not going to go over it today, they, they came up with a term. I don't know if they came up with it. Maybe you came up with it, Tony. I've never heard it before. It was called dollar cost ravaging your. Ah, I've your, now that I've never heard. That's right? funny. I think dollar we're going to do a show on ravaging. It. We'll, I we'll love do a show that. On that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So it would, I would be remiss to talk today. We're in 2022, early 2022. If I didn't mention inflation. Okay. Because we just have the highest inflation. Money. Retirement yes. costs money, Dan. It does cost money. And then your money doesn't get as much as it used to. We're at 40-year highs for inflation, right? And we've done shows on inflation. I'll put those up at the top. Inflation, we talked about it. But I want to talk about inflation for retirees because there's a lot of discussion about whether or not retirees face the same inflation fears or have the same pain as working people. And this study suggests that they don't. I want you to focus on this bottom chart here, Tony. Annual average inflation by spending category. It shows you 1982 to 2020, and then it shows 2021. So the average for housing has been 2.8, but in 2021, it was 5.1. Look at healthcare, though, Tony. Healthcare, the average inflation is 4.7, above and beyond all others. It's the most, it's the highest inflation category across the board. It's higher than transportation, food, and beverage, and housing. However, it went down during 2021. The, the areas right now that are getting hit hardest by inflation are food and beverage and transportation. Look at transportation. Normally, it's 2%. 2021, it was 21.4%. That is 10 times more inflation for transportation than normal okay oh and you know why right i see tony isn't it great when tony doesn't have his microphone on you can't hear him he's talking there are a number of reasons dan (laughs) there are a number of reasons that's inflation for you (laughs) (laughs) yeah um transportation number one inflation category and that has to do with oil prices that has to do with gasoline being so high both for automobiles for airplanes so 
the question is, Tony, and food and beverage. Food and beverage hits everybody, right? Although a lot of people say when you're retired, you eat less. But I would say you go out more because you don't want to cook for one person. Yep. Or, you know, just two. So in early retirement, I think that happens. Yeah. Right. But you would factor, you would think healthcare would go up. But in fact, healthcare inflation is lowest right now. Transportation is where it's getting hit. And so the, the, um, what they're suggesting is that as a percentage of household spending, older, older people, um, spend less on uh, food and transportation. Mm, Yeah. So they're not getting hit. And I say they, meaning retirees aren't getting hit as hard as non-retirees. Unless they're, er, unless they're really early in retirement and there are veers. Yes. Right. It, can you imagine like an RV costs 150 bucks to fill up before this inflation? I, I mean, clients. now, now you got to have $300 just to fill the thing up. It's, it's, it's right. good. It, if you have one of those big RVs. So, um, I see that affecting retirees, but that's a, that's not a, that's a small portion. That's not everybody. Right. You know, you know, it's bad when you have to swipe your card twice at a gas pump because they limit you out at a hundred bucks <laughs> and you have to go again. Right. Um, I have clients that are retired that are RVers and I have clients that are, are still working in our RVers and they are feeling it. Um, they're just doing less travel. So I, I'm not bought in though. I do think, um, healthcare costs are more for retirees, but then again, Medicare sure. covers a lot. So that that curve at the age 80 or it comes down to your own personal health. Yeah. But I think it's important to note that this inflation is really is hurting everyone, but I don't, I, I, I think that it's not hurting retirees as much. And I deal a lot with retirees. So I'm not saying, Oh, they're great. Everything's great. The, the issues they face is how do they get interest or growth on their investments? Because they don't have time to to take as much risk as those that are still working. So that's the balance they play. Yeah. So inflation, increased taxation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh, I got we gotta find out who who does that, Tony. Yeah. I think it's um Alan Greenspan. It sounds like Alan Greenspan or, or it sounds like the guy, um, the famous actor from um uh, oh, Grumpy Old Man. Walter Matthau. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So conclusion. Spending in retirement is a personal situation, but in general, it goes down until about your 80s or where you get unhealthy and need to increase more spending on healthcare. Then it creeps back up because of those healthcare related expenses. So, what you need to do and what the bottom line is, you need to plan, you need to have a retirement income plan that is adjustable. Don't just have a flat line spending. You have to factor in inflation and you have to adjust for your lifestyle. So what does that mean? It means it's going to be intricate. It is the most difficult part of my job is creating income plans, but that is fundamentally my job is to create income plans. So I enjoy it. It's not easy and it can be quite complex, especially when you have different health situations with couples, but Hey, that's why we're here. Do it. So, Factor that in, Tony. So this idea, rule of thumb, eighty percent of your of your income in retirement, get rid of that. We're gonna say we don't know, but we're gonna call it a curve, a smile, a smile curve, right? <laughs> All right. 
That sounds good. And I'm glad you explained it that way. And that, that helps people understand how they need to plan for retirement. Exactly. Thanks for a good show, Tony. Thanks for muting yourself halfway through. I loved it. It gave me a little time to uh, enjoy life for a moment. And we'll see you next week, everybody. The topics on this show are wide-ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundo or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.